sucking on radar Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magnite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right i'd like to welcome you to saturday night post-race show for michigan international speedway what's that kyle doubleheader today at mis First of all, Rowdy, glad we got all the laps in today. Uh, you know, uh, had that late start again with the ARCA race at 6.43 Eastern, but the, the race ended about 8.15, 8.20 Eastern, still a half hour of daylight left. So uh, two pretty good races. Uh, you know, an Xfinity looked like Ty Gibbs, uh, you know, won the race. It looked like Noah Gregson basically had it, uh, won the first two stages, and then uh, unfortunately uh, pit, had to pit toward the end of stage two or after stage two. Uh, came back and finished third, probably the fastest car in the field. Also won the pole, and then uh, Nick Sanchez getting the win on the Arca Menard side of things at Michigan, his third win of the year. So, uh, been a good year for Rev Racing. Um, I think Nick Sanchez also takes over the points lead um, with the win because Rajah Karut finished sixth in the race. So, um, Rev Racing looking really good, Rowdy. Uh, Toyota up there. Um, you know, Daniel Dye trying to knock those Toyotas off the top, but uh, so far, you know, one-two for Toyota. And, uh, you know, they're back in victory lane once again. Well, big story coming out of MIS today would be Bubba Wallace sitting on the pole for the uh, race for tomorrow in the Cup Series. That's a big story because the guy who is is starting alongside him tomorrow, uh, the, the, the pit crew swap of the 20 and the 23 teams, that's Christopher Bell in the 20. So, um you have those teams both on the front row for the Michigan race tomorrow, 400 miles. Um, not sure, uh, man. I know you and I were talking earlier, Rowdy. Man, this, this race has a big, a lot of playoff implications. Um, a lot of those one-win drivers are going to try to get their second, maybe their third, um, try to make it better when they go into the playoffs here soon. And like you know, we we played earlier, Daytona International Speedway uh, going to determine the the whole the rest of the playoff field. Um, you know, there's some strong, there's some big teams looking on the outside. Uh, looking in, like Kevin Harvick, you know, Martin Truex Jr. is on the bubble, Ryan Blaney. Um, we've had 14 different winners this year, so, you know, a lot of parity this year, and, you know, uh, we could continue tomorrow, but um, I think the cream's going to rise to the top tomorrow. I think maybe we could see a Ross Chastain win, or uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, uh, maybe one of the Toyotas. I think you picked Martin Truex Jr. I have yet to pick. But, uh, yeah, you know, a Denny Hamlin. Um, I, I know a guy like Kevin Harvick could really use a win. Um, he swept the, the doubleheader there in 2020 when there were no fans there, so uh, he did that. So um, that year he won nine times and did not make the final four. So, uh, Rowdy, there's some big races coming up. Uh, you know, today uh, Ty Gibbs getting his fifth win of the year. 
at Michigan. Uh, like we said earlier, Nick Sanchez and the Chevrolet, which is, by the way, not a Toyota. I don't know why I said one, two Toyotas. I think I'm – Rowdy, I'm so used to rev racing, you know, running Toyotas in the past, now they're Chevrolet. Yeah. So uh, that, 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 that threw me off a little bit. But I just want to, you know, Chevrolet getting another win with the points leader, Nick Sanchez. So, uh, Rowdy, I mean, what were some of your takeaways um, from the, uh, the, the day-to-day? I know you were kind of following it. I was following it. Um, you know, there were some, some interesting headlines out of the day. Well, Kyle, before we talk about that, let, let's just go on and play uh, Ty Gibbs. In win, uh, it's not in winter circle, but it's in the deadline room. Sorry about that. No apologies necessary. We are now joined. Whoop. All right, maybe we do owe some apologies. Yeah. Well, famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> we are nonetheless joined by our race winner of the 30th annual New Holland 250, uh, Ty Gibbs, driver of the number 54 Monster Energy Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Ty, another great win. Um, you know, a team, team win on this one. Obviously, pitch strategy important. Um, you hold them off. Just talk to us a little bit about the run from your perspective, the decision um, on the pit stop, and, and you know, how you guys got it done. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like I'm very thankful and lucky to be, not lucky, I'm very thankful and blessed to be <clears throat> um, be able to work with the pit crew so much. I work out at the race shop at Jugga's Racing, and all of our pit crews kind of go through there every single day. My cousin actually is on the 20, he's a changer, and so I got to kind of be around them so much, and I've been very thankful and blessed to be around them because they work so hard. And I feel like that, you know, kind of makes me relentless towards towards racing and everything, so um I'm very thankful to be around them. They work so hard. I'm very I have a very blessed team and a blessed blessed uh, organization around me. Uh, you know, I've got great trainers at the shop keeping me in shape. Sometimes that's why I look good when I get out of a hot race car. So it's the other thing. Thank you. All right. On that, we will go ahead and open it up uh, to the room for questions. So if you have one, raise your hand. We'll we'll be sure to get a mic in over to you. So we'll uh, yeah. I'll start right here with a couple down the middle. Uh, Taylor Desarmo with M Live. Uh, how would you rate those uh, donuts out of ten? And uh, did you did you blow a tire or two doing those? Um, I think I blew a left rear, but I feel like that was cool. I had the steering wheel out the window. I was trying to be like Kyle Larson, so you know I kind of look up to him. And he's won here a bunch in Fontana, so he's really good at these tracks. So I just thought it was cool. I don't. Know. I was just a little tie in there, trying to get it all. So I, was very, I thought that was super cool. Can you reflect on the success you've had this season and really over two years in the series? Yeah, you know, I've been I've had an awesome time in this series. You know, there's been some up and downs, but I've had a very very fun time, and you know, the, the Cup stuff's been fun too. So just kind of doing as much as I can, working as hard as I can to be the best I can right now. Um, and you know, I'm all towards racing. And I don't really have any other hobbies, so uh, just go out there and try to do the best I can and work as hard as I can. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. Oh, how much, got the phone out. Yeah. How much does the extra laps that you're getting on Sundays and also on Saturdays helping you? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm very uh, you know thankful that MJ and um, Danny gave me the call, but and and Kurt, you know, we're we're praying for him. You know, hopefully he gets better. That's the most important thing out of all that. But I feel like the Cup car is so different. I feel like I didn't really get too much. I feel like that Xfinity car actually helped me in the Cup car more than the Cup car helped me in the Xfinity car. So. I mean, it's just lap time, but I feel like once you do so many laps and laps and on simulators and in real life, that only helps so much, um, but it does help. And I feel like you just got to use all the advantages you can. Um, so I, I definitely think it helps, but it's not, you know, tremendously. And do you feel like uh, if, if Kirk comes back for next week, are, are you totally 
off next week, and what would that be like, do you think? After? I don't know. I mean, for me, I feel like in the position I'm in, I was definitely going to go to the track just to be there and be with the team. They've, you know, put so much behind me and helped me out so much. So I'm going to go back and with them, even though if I'm not driving for them, um, you know, for the rest of the year, I'm, I'm going to go back and, and support them, be with them, just to learn and to be with Billy and uh, John. Um, you know, all those guys work very hard, and I'm very de- blessed to be able to, to be able to drive a cup car. I think that's super cool. So, um it's been a you know crazy last two weeks. I can't believe I'm making my third cup start. I think that's just wild. So I'm very very thankful. I guess if he's back, you'd still probably they probably still want you there. Just I mean I have no clue. I don't know what the I don't really focus on the protocol. I just do my job. Whatever if I'm driving or if I'm not driving, I'm gonna do the best I can week in and week out. And I feel like that's my goal in life. Stay right here in the middle of the room. So how much confidence does this give you going into uh, another cup start? Um, I mean, I feel like our Toyota, Super, our Toyota Camrys are really fast here. Um, so, you know, that's definitely nice, but I don't believe in confidence and emotions. I just go out there and do my job. And I feel like if you let, you know, confidence and emotions and all that affects you, then I feel like you get beat. Um, you know, it shows it, you know, all around in the best athletes. So I just do the best I can week in, week out, and try to accomplish the, accomplish the mission. And if I can't do that, then I'm going to do the best I can, come out the best finish I can. Go over to the right side, and then we'll go to Jordan in the back. Tom with Sirius the Fast Media. Uh, I've heard that uh, John Hunter was supposed to be the backup for 2311. How did that come about where you took over for him in that position? Yeah, you know, I'm just doing my job like I told him. I'm just here to you know do my job. Uh, John Hunter is a great race car driver and a great teammate, so I'm just here doing my job. And if I get called up, I get called up. If I'm not, I'm not. I'm do the work best I can. I don't worry about you know hypotheticals or complete random scenarios. I just do the best I can week in and week out. Jordan Bianchi, the Athletic. What have you learned about yourself as a driver and your ability uh, in the last couple weeks racing in the Cup Series and things that maybe you can work on and improve on in areas that maybe you aren't as strong as maybe you thought they were? Yeah, you know, I think just uh, in general racing, the craft is just different than what the Xfinity Series is, and I feel like it's hard. But I feel like if your car is really good and you're very well put together, that you can go do really good. So it just depends on how you do, and, um, you know, it depends on how hard you work and, and how good your car is. So I think the aerodynamics, the dirty air is horrible. I just feel super tight behind people. So just making sure your car is good enough to get out front and go past people. Uh, Kevin Schwarzy with Supercars Today TV. Um, so you won Richmond, and then, you know, we had Martinsville, and then you went the biggest gap you had gone uh, between race wins, which was, uh, I believe, eight or nine. And, you, you know, you're back to winning again. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of drivers, would, you know, take one out of eight. But <laughs> what happened uh, in that time frame? Uh, what kind of learning experience did you have? I mean, I feel like I learn a lot, but the experience is just same thing every week. Just work as hard as I can. I don't believe in hypotheticals or scenarios. I just go do my job. And I mean, I believe in scenarios like playing out the strategy, but besides that, I don't worry about all the other stuff. There's other people to worry about that. And I just do my job. And if I let that stuff affect me, then I'm wasting my time on it. And then last year in the Xfinity race here, you finished 13th. And now this year you won the race. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, I didn't wreck off a two on a restart. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if I had a shot. I'll probably finish third, my team in the 16-1. All right, so we'll go to Daniel here in the front of the room, and we'll go to the back, and we'll work our way around up to Dustin in the front. Daniel McFadden, Frenchers.com. Uh, Ty, what has been your 
your what have been your weeks been like leading into the last two rate races? Like, how are you balancing your time getting ready for both series? Uh, just more time in the simulator, more more work. But besides that, it's the same thing week in and week out. Like I told it, like I've told him and him and him. It's just I do the same thing and work as hard as I can. It's okay. I just, it's just I I just try to do the same thing. I don't really believe in hypotheticals and all that. I just go do work hard, work as hard as I can, and um, you know I let other people worry about the stuff that you can't change. And, and outside, Austin Hill described his first time in a Cup car today as breathtaking. Huh. And that's that was in practice and qualifying. What word would you have described like your first few laps in a cup um, car when it was under race conditions? Yeah, under race conditions, uh, for sure. You know, definitely, definitely different. I was just I wasn't really focused on how I was feeling. Like I've said before, I don't really feel like I have that in me. I just go out there and I just was trying to figure out how much I had, I could, how much loose I could hang out, I could hang it out before I wreck. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to figure that stuff out, and then I want to go run good. Um, you know, but. Uh, it's definitely different. I think just, I mean, I've like uh, I've looked up to all these guys, and I think you know Eric Almirola was pushing me on one restart, and I remember watching him race at Milwaukee and filling for Denny a long time ago, and about winning that. And so I just remember like racing with some of these guys is really cool. But besides that, it's just racing, it's racing, it's racing. Josh Sharp with the podium finish. How has your spiritual journey with your faith contributed to your racing style, and vice versa? Oh, it's definitely a tremendous amount. I, you know, I credit all glory to God every week, and I'm very thankful for all that. And I just try to use my abilities to glorify His name. And I've been blessed so much uh, to be able to race and have great sponsors. You know, it's cool being in here. I, I watching and growing up uh, and being interviewed by some of you guys. It's it's really cool too. So I'm just thankful for the route that you know God gave me. So it's been uh, it's been awesome. Go to Dustin, and I'll go to Mark on the right side. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Ty, can you give me a sense of what a typical weekday is like for you? You talk about working on your craft. Oh, man. I mean, just because you you talk about working so much, but I think a lot of people don't have get a sense of, I mean, I don't know if you're up at 6 a.m. and you're on a simulator or that's workout time. Can you kind of take me through a day and what your – I'm sure your schedule is pretty structured to some Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and if you go look at all the research behind it from the best athletes in the world, is sleep. Sleep is the biggest thing for me. Being able to get 10 to 12 hours of sleep every night is very key to, I feel like, success. And if you go look at Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Tom Brady, all the guys are going to say, you know, that. And and they're a little older, but I feel like for me, I'm growing still, hopefully. I'm getting a little taller. I feel like that's very key to that. So making sure I'm getting sleep and, um, you know, I have a lot of sim time. I do a lot of work by myself, but I have a, I have a lot of fun in my life. I'd be able to go play golf. I have a dog I take care of, a Doberman. His name is Bronson, um, and he's at home. And, uh, you know, I, I have uh, great friends that are with me week in and week out. I'm very blessed to be around them. And uh, my cousin, uh, he pits on a 20. He just moved down the street from me. So, you know, I have somebody to go get dinner with. I live by myself, and I have, uh, you know, my simulator is right in the same floor as my room, so I just – I just race, and I like it. I wish I could race more and more and more and more and more and more. And you, you talk about the idea of sleep, which is maybe something that very a, a lot of a lot of young athletes or young drivers might not yeah. um, look at. How, how did you get turned on to that, and is that a case of you try to be in bed by, like, 10 p.m. each uh, night? It or depends it... on what I've got, you know, going on the next day, um, you know. But, like, simulator time, I feel like you got to be very rested for that because – you know, the screens are, you know, affect your eyes a little bit, and that makes you more tired. So 
uh, making sure that I'm just, you know, balancing out my time um, on on this on this life. Is that particular athlete other than? Oh, what I learned it from? Oh, just uh, sorry, um, just being being learning on how I felt, um, you know, when I was younger, being tired at like 4 p.m. and taking naps, and then waking up at six and then can't go to bed. So getting like four hours of sleep. Uh, so just making like I've been on i racing until like three in the morning, and I get off and wake up at seven and go to the shop. I ride up with my dad every morning, so I just remember feeling exhausted and just tired during the day. So I just remember I'm like I'm gonna get the most sleep I possibly can, and it's only going to help me. So, and I feel like it's, studies have proven it helps the best best athletes in the world do that. Um, you go look at soccer players, the football players, the basketball players. Um, you know, so uh, I feel like sleep is very very key to you know keeping yourself balanced. Yeah. Mark Christo with FrontStretch.com. Ty, I'm thinking back to a year ago. You were battling for an ARCA championship. Uh, when we came to Michigan, I don't even think you were leaving the po leading the points when you left Michigan and Arca last year. I was, and I lost them at uh, the dirt track. Oh, that's I lost right. the 20. It was the same weekend. Gosh, those dirt tracks get you. In one year, you've gone from Arca to Xfinity, and now you're running Cup, obviously, for um, replacing Kurt Busch while he is out. Has your career trajectory felt surreal at this point? Um yeah, you know, I feel like that's one of those things. I, I'm very, very blessed, you know, by God in my life to be able to be where I'm at and have the sponsors I have and the people around me that I have. Um, but I feel like it's so hard for me to sit back and 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 just dwell in that, um, you know, presence of all of this that's happened in the last couple of months or years. Um, you know, it's been so crazy. So I just acknowledge it and keep working harder and harder. And I feel like that's pays off and. I mean, you can't you can't rest. You always got to keep working. You can't stop when the job's not finished. So you just got to keep keep going and going and going. In your wildest dreams, you ever envision all this coming to fruition? Um, to be honest with you, no. And I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think about that stuff. I just don't let. I just don't think about that stuff. I just hypotheticals. You know, I, it, it could be real, but I just don't let myself think about that stuff. Just keep working in the present and the time. Yep, thank you. All right, Ty, thanks so much for joining us. Congrats thank on the win. Thank you. All right. He just thinks about now, not hypothetical, Scott. Roddy, I just wanted to note that uh, that row six in the cup race tomorrow <laughs> is pretty interesting. You have Ty Gibbs, who qualified a career best 11th. And then you have Noah Gregson and the number 16 college racing Chevrolet, uh, also a career best 12. So uh, what an interesting row six that's going to be tomorrow at Michigan uh, to see how those, you know, the guys uh, basically dominating the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, Noah had a really good car today, uh, won the first two stages and ended up third to Ty Gibbs. Uh, Justin Allgaier has been running really well this year, Raddy, as well. Um, yes, yeah. He's won a few races, you know, the Pocono Pole. Um, you know, he's been running pretty good every week and, uh, doesn't matter where they go. He's been running well. So, uh, you know, he's won a few races, won Darlington this year. And I think he won another one, Rowdy. I can't recall right now, but that's kind of what's going on. So, uh, I know he's won a couple other ones. I think, he, I think he won Dover, right, Rowdy? Darlington. I think Dover as well, right? No, Josh Berry yeah. won at Dover, sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, um, yeah, Darlington. That was a big one. That was in the, the retro, the the throwback car. You were there. It was. Yeah, and uh, Rowdy, I just wanted to say uh, quickly before you know we kind of you know with the audio. I know you couldn't make it to Pocono, but uh, glad you uh, got those two diecasts uh, that came in the mail. Really nice, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. Kind of wanted to bring that up. I know we don't really talk. We haven't talked much about that, but uh, you know, it's kind of a kind of a gift for you. You know, two rowdy cars. Uh, you know, I know it's not it's not rowdy maglite, but I mean, rowdy bush is close <laughs> enough, I guess. Hey, I, I I got them both right here, looking at them. So you were at uh, the Atlanta I, truck win. Yes, I was. So let's listen to uh, Bubba talk about how he got up there and grabbed the pole, Kyle. First career pole. First one. Three, Toyota Camry for 2311 Racing. Bubba, first career yeah. Bushlight pole award. How's it feel, man? And, tell you know, tell us about how that feels and, and your perspective on starting tomorrow's race up front now. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, proud of my team continuing to uh, to show up and, and battle and, and, and give it all we got. We know, like, that's obviously the goal every time you start a season. And uh, no matter what's thrown at you throughout the season, you got to keep showing up and putting on that face and, and, and executing. And, man, we've we've been one of the best teams these last couple of weeks. And I came over the radio after the first run and um, said it's fun to have fun. And um, it's pretty fun right now. Well, we'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Uh, if you have one, just raise your hand, and we'll get a mic to you. So we'll start here with Bob. It's out of the room. Bob Pockers, Fox Sports, you said earlier that you felt good about this weekend because yep. of the tire test, but they did change the tire. Yep. So are you more excited now or just more relieved that apparently the tire change did not impact your speed here? Uh, we're a little slower, so it did impact the speed, and the feel of it's a little different. But, you know, coming into the steel, MJ, Curtis, Denny, they wanted to win, and uh, they wanted to win races, not poles, but poles are good. But to do that, you got to hire the, the best people and the smartest people. And uh, once we heard about the tire change, we quickly we quickly went to work on on how much we need to change the car to tune for that. And uh, Booty and our, our team hit it right on the head. Uh, the car feels great, feels good in race trim. Obviously, qualifying went you know very well for us. So just uh, just shows a testament to the people that we have back at the shop that, that put these cars together and allow me to go out and do what I can do. Over here on the right. Tom with Seriously Fast Media. So, obviously, pole, great finishes last three races. You know, that's op- something to look optimistically for. Mm-hmm. Is there any tracks upcoming outside of, obviously, Michigan with your first pole yeah. that you're really looking forward to that you think you can go break into the uh, playoffs with? Yeah, Watkins Glen. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hell are y'all laughing? I'm confident. Uh, no, I think Michigan's obviously a great chance. Um um, Richmond Toyota runs strong there, obviously. So we got a good database. I need to be better at that place. So, uh, and then Daytona, obviously, our stats speak for itself. So we just have to. Uh, it's all about execution, right? You can come in with all the right mindset, and uh, there's one mistake that can cost you. I thought I cost myself uh, the pole chance just by not getting off pit road clean. You know, coming to the green, I felt slow, and that matters. Everything matters. Uh, you know, I was able to to, to talk to Ty. You know, at Pocono, and I was like, "Hey, man, look, this this is this is it. You know, this is the the cup level." I said, "You're a badass. We all know you're a badass." I said, "The strengths that you have, be ready to get basically kicked in the teeth," because you know I thought I was uh, a great restarter in the Xfinity series, making my first start at Pocono, and I I went backwards. 
And I thought I was doing something, right? And so this sport teaches you a lot. The cup level, there's no messing around, so you have to hit every mark, you know, correct. And so it's just, um, you know, when you have equipment and cars like this that allow you to – it makes it a little bit easier to go out and do, and, and it gives you a little bit bigger of a window. So just, uh, just got to keep it going. Uh, Taylor DeSormo with MLive.com. So this was the fastest the next-gen car has gone at 190 miles per hour. How did it feel any different? Fastest man the- here. It was sweet. All right. How did it feel any different um, going into the corner versus the old car? Um, it doesn't feel that fast. Um, you know, I, I remember people ask me one of, the, one of the best questions for kids when you're, when you're doing appearances is, how fast have you gone? And I've always said 220, 222. It's either here or California. And um, so you definitely felt that getting to the corner. So a little bit slower feel, um, but trying to tell yourself to hold a lot open, you know, sounds easy, but it's, it's, it's a challenge. But like I said, I keep saying, you know, good McDonald's Toyota Camry allows you to do that. All right, Daniel and then Jordan in the back, and we'll come up, up front. Daniel McFadden, FrenchRest.com. Bubba, like, uh, you, you're, you were initially not on the right radio channel. Yeah. So yeah. when you finally got the word P1, what was your first – First thought that flashed through your mind. Uh, sweet. I was, I was pumped. But I was kind of dejected because I came off turn four in the first run, and I was like, wow. You know, that's all I said. Just kind of create some suspense for the team. And they were like, oh, uh, what the hell? And I was like, I knew it was a good lap. I said, great car. And I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to be like, oh, man, that felt like a pole run, and then it would be for P5, right? And so I come across the line, and silence. And I was like, oh, great. I just botched this lap somehow because the time on my dash read a 98, and they told me that Seabell ran a 97. But we've been having our dash hasn't been reading right. It's at a 21.98, so I was like, oh, that's way wrong. We're, in, we're not in the 21 seconds. So definitely when I switched over, sigh of relief, but just pumped. Proud, proud moment. Proud of myself. And now, now that you've been on track in this car, what are you expecting the race to look like? tomorrow um it's it's, it's gonna be tough to pass so good thing we're starting up front i think uh just the aero sensitivity in these cars are so massive and so you have to you know time your passes out right put yourself in the right spot you know with the resin it creates a little bit wider racing surface for us but it's still going to be a challenge so if we can keep the track position all day and, and win it and i'd be good with that jordan bianchi the athletic how important is it to convert speed on Saturday and qualifying to yeah. Sunday now, especially with the playoffs looming and, and needing yeah. to get in that? Yeah, no, I, I think um, it's a great question. I, I believe that um, with the speed that we have, there is there is no reason um, that we can't go out and win. Um, I think we're, we're going to be battling our Toyota teammates just based off the test. Um, I, I told them, I told my crew after this test, I pulled them off to the side and I said, I usually circle like, you know, Martinsville or Daytona, Talladega as a race to win. I said, if we don't win this race, I'm going to be very pissed off just from the way everything went. And, you know, if something happens that's out of our control, sure. But with the speed that we had at the test to what we have now, I mean, it's just there's we have to go out and do it. It's not a, it's not a, a guarantee, no doubt about it. But we, we've shown up ready to hunt, ready to battle, ready to win, and we got to do it. And the second question is, is in terms of like the little things that you have to do now that you're leading the, the you know, you're on the pole, like leading the field to the green flag, is there anything yeah. you have to kind of reacclimate to or get used to or anything like that that you're maybe not familiar with? 
No, I think just getting all you can on the initial restart. Uh, I see the restart stats I continue to get better and better at. And so just getting a good, clean initial start, getting away, and, and hopefully setting sail and uh, just managing it from there. You know, No need to go burn your stuff up, especially with the tires that we have here. You're kind of already on edge with the tires, with the front slipping a lot. So just got just to gotta be mindful of that and just go have a good, solid race. Couple more from the front. Yep. Kevin Schwarzy with the uh, RacingTimes.com. Uh, you're in the Motor City here, and uh, Ford is, well, I won't remind anybody here in the Toyota camp, but what does it mean to the Toyotas to uh, get a win here and uh, take home that uh, manufacturer's trophy? Yeah, the Heritage Trophy is, is, is important to, uh, to all three manufacturers, right? But, you know, uh, I, I remember getting my big break with, with, with Toyota, and, uh, Toyota has always been family to me, even when I was at the others, uh, sleeping over at the other houses, you know, they, they always welcomed me back in with open arms. And, um, you know, that's, that's very important to me on how the family aspect ties it all into motorsports. So to be able to carry the, the Toyota emblem on my chest and on the race cars, I'm very proud of that and uh, thankful. They've done a lot for me in my career, and, and I feel like this is just the beginning. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. What does this track mean to you personally? And I think back to 2017 when you got yeah. that truck win. Yeah. That was that seemed like a, a real pivotal point in your yeah. in your life. And I, I, I'm not going to say that a, a pole is the same thing, mm-hmm. but this is you know a, another step, another milestone for you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, you know, you, you get into these these deals, and and you want to win poles, you want to win races, you want to make the playoffs, win championships. Obviously, the end goal. Um, and so we're just starting to check those off the boxes. Um, check the boxes off that list. Send that backwards. Sorry. Um, but, you know, Michigan is, is super important. And I think one of the biggest races of my career was, was that truck race. Um, from, from going to not having a, a ride uh, in the Xfinity Series, jumping in the 43, filling in, and then sitting on the couch, you know, waiting for a phone call. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that race here. It was it was incredible to be a part of, incredible to win it, and uh, just a lot of a lot of good good things happen here at Michigan. So it'd be great to continue that trend tomorrow. What does that mean to you that day? What does that mean to you that day? That, um, that I still got it. You know, um, you felt like you, you let a lot of people down when you when you run out of funding and and can't seem to have a full ride. I mean, it's every kid's dream, right? To, to be at the top level and to be racing, whether it's truck or Xfinity or Cup. And, and when they pull the plug and you're sitting on the couch and you're, you're reevaluating life, and then you get one opportunity to come out and, um, and capitalize on, then you do that. So it's, uh, it's emotional for sure. It's, uh, it's, it's just part of it. It's humbling. The sport will humble you real quick. So you always appreciate the moment that you're in. All right, Bob. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track, Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, folks, we are now joined by Tyler Reddick, driver of the number eight Chevy Camaro for Richard Childress Racing. Um, We'll go ahead and open it up for questions right away. So if you've got any, um, go ahead and uh, raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll start right here in the front with Dustin. 
Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, first, I want to check. Uh, obviously, a couple teams had fire issues last weekend at Indianapolis, and Austin said, I think it's Austin was saying he thought you might have had something like that earlier this year. Mm-hmm. What happened to you, and, and can you explain what you guys saw out of your situation? Yeah, it, it appeared that we had a issue with um, part of the exhaust making contact with the the underbody or the rocker panels. I might be probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, basically, it kind of rubbed a hole in the in the panel, and then all the debris and dust was um, coming through and, and hitting me in the eyes and in the face, and it was pretty pretty awful debris. It almost smelled like electrical fire, but I think it was just the the carbon composite burning, smoking, and uh, bringing that in wasn't good. So we thankfully got that fixed after. I don't know, thankfully, it was a it was a test environment. For that tire test it took us about an hour and a half to finally find it and fix it and correct it but uh i don't know um it wasn't good it wasn't ideal but it was good for us to go through that because we haven't had that problem since um with our cars it's just some of the tolerances you have underneath the car really tight so you have to really be on your a game making sure everything where it needs to be what test was that uh the kansas tire test having gone through that um you know last week Chris Buescher has his situation and then stays in the car as they fire off all the chemical stuff. Can you imagine being somebody in the car as there's as a fire and they're and they're firing off all that chemical stuff and just all that and then still continuing to race like he was able to? Uh, that's that's a mainly tough guy. That's for sure. Um, you know, mind situation. Uh, you know, it was hard to drive more than three or four laps. Um, without pitting, but again, it was a test. It wasn't a race, you know. What can you push yourself, put put yourself through? But um, yeah, I can't imagine. That can't be ideal. But I mean, if you're a driver and it's a fire that can be get put out, you don't want to get out of the out of the car and end your day. I mean, that's just part of it. So I don't know. Well, I'm sure it'll be figured out eventually. We'll go through trial and error and um, continue to learn new things with this car. But yeah, not ideal. But thankfully, we have you know the a lot of systems in the car that are not just pulling fresh air in, but evacuating the stagnant air inside the car or, you know, debris, if, if you will, you know, with the rear glass vented with the vent in the front of the front windshield bringing air in. There's a lot of things to help get air out, which is good, which really helps with these type of situations. And last thing is, um, other than four straight wins, what are some of the things that you're looking at or what are some of the things you guys feel like as a team to kind of help build toward the, the playoffs or anything else you need to do. Obviously, uh, it's it's been a pretty good run here lately. So how much better can you be, or, or what are the things that you guys are taking a, a more of a closer look at as, you know, the, the outside looking in, you're, it looks like everything's going well. It's definitely going well. Uh, we're just going to continue to, you know, try and have good days if we can, just like, just like today, uh, you know, start off and be in the ballpark but make – you know, you never want to make adjustments and go the wrong way, and we certainly made right adjustments um, and made our car better every single time we got to work on it, whether that was in practice, practice qualifying adjustments, or between the rounds. Uh, we made our car better every single time, which was what we wanted. So we continue to do that um, and then just execute these races the same way. Um, you know, that's that's ideal for us. I mean, we're not going to – it's really, really difficult in anything, especially in this Cup Series right now, to – you know, expect to win every single race you run in. And uh, if we just make the most out of every single day, you know, if we have a fifth-place car and finish fifth, that's perfect. If we can find a way to finish fourth, that's what we're going to try and do, you know, just maximize the days.
got one on the right side. Right. Jazz Sharp with Podium Finish. Were you expecting this season to be so wonky? And if so, I mean, explain. And if not, explain as well. Hmm. Um, I was certainly expecting the, the parity that we saw in the beginning of the year. Um, you know, just some of the some of the little things that we fought with the car along the way, not so much. Um, but everyone just everyone's really smart. You know how we're driving these cars around the racetrack. I didn't think it was going to become the way that it is, but now that we're here, it makes sense. It's just just part of it. Seeing seeing the big teams start to figure it out again and and it close back up is also not a surprise. I mean, it's it's kind of went about how is it going to how I expected it to. You know, this car's definitely made the field a lot tighter in a number of tracks. So. And, you know, the differences sometimes really just lying between the manufacturer that you are. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's it's kind of been as expected, but certainly, you know, we've had some races play out in some very interesting ways. It doesn't have, you know, some of the things that we've gone through along the way we didn't anticipate or we wouldn't have had problems with, with, with those things. And everyone, we are now joined by Kyle Bush, driver of the number 18 Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. We'll get right to questions. If you have a question, just raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll start with Dustin and then go to Bob. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, I guess first off, obviously it's good that your family was fine from what happened Thursday, but how do you explain something or talk like something like that to your child who may have questions or, or that's something they probably never experienced in, in a way? Uh, yeah, so talking with Brexton about it just um, – Essentially, it's hard to explain to a seven-year-old what really happened and what the severity of it could have been, although thankful that it wasn't more serious than what it was. Um, just, you know, to always be on your toes, I guess, but, you know, he's to the age right now where, you know, in those situations, <laughs> I don't even think Samantha would let him be on his own until he was 13, 14 years old anyway, you know, so he's always going to have a, a parent or a guardian or something around him for, for a long time. So uh, all of us have to be mindful in those situations as to what the best way to um, go through that is. And I don't know that we really had the perfect course of it, but, um, you know, we, we made it through with the best of our information at that point was. Um, on the track, uh, obviously the note is it's uh, you know longest stretch without top a top ten for you in your in your full time career. Now certainly three of those races are, are road road courses where the, the Toyotas have struggled. You've had some other good runs, certainly Pocono and Nashville. How how do you look at what has happened the last seven races, and how do you feel about where you guys are just you know less than a month away from from the start of the playoffs? Um. <laughs> I don't know, just I guess if you look at the the luck or the dark cloud that's over me lately, um, hence the other day, just um, we're in the wrong place at the wrong time a lot of times. And, uh, you know, getting Nashville back, that was a second-place finish. Um, I feel like the worst that would have been was a second-place finish, Pocono was a second place finish. The road courses have been a struggle. We haven't been that great there, but we had some promise at Indy Road Course um, where we were 10th going into that second to last restart and got spun out, went back to 30th or whatever it was, got tires for the final restart, got back to 11th at least. Um, but just before that second to last caution came out, I passed the two car on the racetrack in racing conditions and he goes on to 
find his way through all the holes and get to second. You know, so again, it's just it's a matter of luck, and there is absolutely none following the 18 car right now. Um, you know, so it's it's disappointing. Um, I'm sure there's others that don't have luck either. <laughs> you look at uh, Ty Dillon, who just gets blindsided, you know, into a corner. So he's he's on the same boat. But it's just got to keep going, keep fighting, going to next week, and um, you know, hopefully this. Michigan package will suit our style with uh, the mile and a half style racetracks of speed that we've had as a uh, JGR Toyota group this year. Go to Bob and then Larry. Uh, Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. On, on Thursday, did you ever feel in danger? Did they? Did you hear what was going on, or were you just told to evacuate? No, there was definitely a sense of danger, um, a huge sense, because all you were told. Uh, so Samantha called me. We had no idea. Brexton and I were actually in line for a ride. We were the next to go on that ride, and she called me. And I answered, and we skipped right through going on the ride and went out straight back out the exit. And um, then we were just, we just stayed on the phone together because she told me, she goes, there's an active shooter. There are shots that have been fired in the mall. And at that point, active shooter or somebody shooting at another person, whatever, shots being fired, you don't know, right? So that's the scariest part is you have no idea what is happening. So I'm asking her, where are you? What store is it coming from? What level are you on? All those sorts of things to figure out, am I walking my way right into it or am I walking my way out of it? Um, and so there's chaos. There's people running this way. There's people running that way. And you're worried when there's people running at you. Okay, are they running away from something? So am I going right into the line of fire? You just have no idea. So uh, your head's on a swivel. Your eyes are wide open. And again, I was on the phone talking with Samantha and and hearing where she and the baby were and how they were doing and getting out. And then she stayed on the phone with me to see, you know, my path and trajectory to be able to get out and help me with uh, the information that she had. And so, I, again, like I said, you're just, you're flying blind and, uh, and you have no idea what the situation reality really is. But um, it's scary for sure. And there's many of other people that unfortunately, um, you know, go through that stuff. Uh, apparently on the daily, <laughs> Samantha's gotten a ton of messages that, oh, this happened to so-and-so that I know at a grocery store, this happened to so-and-so I know wherever, this happened to me. It, so it's it's just not fun. Does it, make, does it make you any more unsettled to be, you know, in, I mean, you're, you make your living in, in being in front of big crowds and being in big groups. Does it make it more, any more unsettling after now going through that? There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, we all we can do is rely on the people that are here and around us, and the and the security and things like that that uh, that do their job when we're at the racetracks. So, um, you know, I've I've had threats of that sort before years years ago, and um, was a little bit sheltered from it. And I think I was, I don't know what I was, maybe 22 or something like that when that all went down. Um, you know, but you would think on the daily that you can go do your job and and work and have fans and everybody come out and enjoy something and have fun at something and, um, you know, not feel threatened. So that's, that's, um, yeah. Yeah. Go to Larry and then Daniel. Larry Lage from AP. Does um, experiencing something like that, how does it change your perspective on, you know, maybe this not being life or death after being in something threatening like that? Does it change your perspective on life and what's important or... I, well, I mean, what's important is spending time with your loved ones uh, while you're here during the time in which you're here on Earth. So, 
um, you know, having that opportunity to do that and obviously doing what I do is not necessarily life or death, but there is a danger. And I assume that risk and know that risk and my family does as well too. So um, you hope and you pray every day that you're able to go to work and do a good job and, um, you know, come out of the race car and go on to live another day, which, um, you know, I've broken my legs, I've broken my foot, and I've, I've wrecked pretty hard a lot of times. And um, knock on wood, I've come out unscathed to where I'm able to, to, to see another day. But man, you can be driving up and down the road and, you know, um, get hit by somebody texting and driving. They're looking at their phone, they're texting, and they swerve over the center line. And, and if you're not paying attention to, to, to get away from it, you know, there can be a, a, a catastrophe there. So it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> we've, we've all seen the movies um, on some scary situations that could be, but um, you try to live life smart and, and the best you know how and have fun while doing it without having that dread uh, weighing upon you. And I guess what I meant by the life or death, not that when you're driving you're obviously at risk, but just struggles uh, in a career or a season maybe not being as, you know, important, I guess. Uh, well, we're in a performance-based business, so it is life or death. You're, you're either got a job and you're working and you're making a living or you're, you're at home figuring out what your next steps are. So. Um, you know, I've kind of thought about that of like, okay, what are my next steps? What do I do if I don't continue to race? And I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, you know, I'm good at certain things, and, and those certain things revolve around this world that we're in right now. Good at Daniel McFadden on the right. Dale McFadden, FrenchRest.com. Two questions, Kyle. I guess first, how long did it take um, for you to meet back up with Samantha after everything? Uh, from her phone call to me in the mall to getting back in touch with her was, uh, I'd have to say five minutes, six minutes. It wasn't terribly long, but she was out uh, before Brexton and I were, and then we were able to find an exit and get out, which fortunately was we we're close to the exit that we were parked at, too, so we could just get in our car and uh and venture around and go pick her up from the exit that she exited out of which was on the other side okay and with with this week this weekend how applicable is what you learned with this car at auto club uh in february if at all um i i'm not sure um i think i think auto club actually kind of falls a little bit into its own uh where i would like to think that this place is a bit more similar to um, you know, a, a Kansas Vegas style mix uh, of those places. So um, I feel like that's probably where our baseline is built off of and not necessarily a, a Fontana. Fontana's really flat, really slow. Uh, this place is very fast and very momentum um, where, you know, the loads are, are significantly different. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kyle. Best of luck All this right. week. I didn't think that Michigan was anything like Fontana or Auto Club. I don't know, Rowdy. They're kind of different in ways. I, I don't see no – I mean, it seemed like – I thought it was a Fontana more of a flatter track. Well, Fontana's more wore out as well. Yeah. And Tyler Reddick, he's uh, got him a little something-something going, don't he? 
to run a good rally. I think that second win also solidified his playoff chances. So, I, I do like too. we were saying earlier, you know, those one-win guys are going to try to have to get a second win here to make sure to get in the playoffs. So, you know, 14 different winners this season. You know, there's no guaranteed spots yet. And then, you know, we got a couple more weeks left. We got, you know, tomorrow Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Land, Daytona, which I hope you'll be at. So, uh, that's what we're hoping. And then, uh, you know, we got the September stretch route. He got some good news today. Uh, I'm going to the Tuscarora 50 on Saturday, September 10th at Port Royal Speedway. That's the plan. Um, you know, a big win, 55000 to win. The All-Star Circuit of Champions, Tony Stewart Series. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully the weather cooperates. Packed house there last year. Um, hoping we can get there maybe August 20th as well. So um, that's kind of what I've been working on. And, you know, a busy day at Michigan with a new car and Kyle Busch and a lot of stuff going on, huh, Rowdy? Hey, and what about Monday morning, 9 o'clock, the Rowdy Maglite Show? Yeah, I like it, Rowdy. I think it's a good change, and then we can always play it at night, um, rebroadcast it at night at 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we just got to work on getting some guests. Uh, maybe we can get – hopefully we can get the, the winner of the race from the ARCA race. I you know we've had Nick Sanchez on after Talladega, and uh, I'd like to have him back on. So, uh, you know, nice to be having Nick Sanchez on again. He ran good at Pocono, Rowdy. Yeah, finished second to Taylor Gray. But uh, – Nick Sanchez, another one in ARCA, gets the points lead with the victory. So uh, I know he'll be running some races, some Xfinity races for uh, uh, was a big machine racing, the 48 car in the Xfinity series. He'll be running Bristol's his first race. So um, he'll be running those races. Uh, the BJ no no longer with BJ McLeod Motorsports, but now back with uh, the 48 car here in a few events. So it'll uh, be more track time for him. Uh, you know, ARCA will be running double duty at Bristol, and then. Uh, I know we got Kansas the week before. Um, Rowdy, uh, some other news and notes. I just want to get out of the way quick. Uh, Sammy Smith, uh, how his day went. He qualified fifth for the uh, Xfinity Series race in his 12th uh, for Joe Gibbs Racing, running double duty in the ARCA race, uh, qualified second alongside Corey Heim, who finished second to the eventual race winner, Nick Sanchez. Uh, Sammy Smith coming home fourth. Uh, top four were only separated by nine-tenths of a second, Rowdy. That was, that's pretty close for an ARCA race in Michigan. And, uh, you know, those races are always interesting there. Um, You know, last year it was Ty Gibbs and Corey Heim uh, battling late. And then the year before, Riley Herbst uh, got around Brett Holmes, who was running today, actually, uh, finished seventh in the race. And uh, Nick Sanchez taking over to points lead with his ARCA victory. So, uh, yeah, big, big, good day for uh, the ARCA alums. Uh, Ty Gibbs, Bubba Wallace, who did run an ARCA race once at uh, Daytona. And also uh, Ty Gibbs, the defending ARCA champ. So, um, you know, full day of, of on-track activity in Michigan is complete. I'm glad they got everything in. And, you know, hopefully they there's a good race tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad they made it, got it all in. That's everything. That was everything. Well, Kyle, well, you got to close this out, man. What, what a day. Well, Rowdy, Mother Nature has been nice and not so nice to, to the area. Uh, big diamond to get in last night. Uh, Bloomsburg, uh, Williams Grove postponed. Just so you know, the Bloomsburg date is now Thursday, August 18th. I'll probably be there, too. It's with the 358 modified. So, uh, USAC East Coast Wingless Sprint Cars. I know Briggs Daniel will probably be there. So, uh, really looking forward to that one. I'm hoping, hopefully, I get the day off, Rowdy. That's what I'm hoping for right now. And, uh, 
you know, get to Bloomsburg again. There's only two more shows there left. There's August 18th, and then there's going to be August 24th with the All-Star Circuit of Champions returning there for the second time and being also the uh, uh, the finale for the track for the season. So um, that's kind of what's going on here in PA. Uh, Port Royal, uh, Gerard McIntyre won the 410 race there tonight. Um, you know, Open Wheel Madness 3 in two weeks. There's no racing there next weekend. Uh, Open Wheel Madness 3 at August, August Saturday, August 20th at Port Royal Speedway. 410 sprint cars, past 305 sprint cars in USAC, East Coast wingless sprints. So hoping to get to that one, Rowdy, if not the, uh, the Tuscarora 50, $55,000 to win with Tony Stewart's All-Star, All-Star Circuit of Champions. Also three nights uh, of racing uh, that week as well. Um, you know, the opening night, preliminary night, Thursday night, and then the night before the 50 on Friday, September 9th, and then the, the Tuscarora 50 on Saturday, September 10th. So that's kind of what's going on around here. Also, the Cold Cracker 72 is coming up as well, Rowdy. I have to look into that. I've um, got to see when that is. I almost forgot about that. So yeah. um, some big races coming up, and i uh, just got to keep my eye out and hopefully get to some of these races. haven't made it to Big Diamond yet this year, and one time I wanted to go, I got rained out, so hopefully my luck will change. Well, Kyle, all I can say is uh, hopefully mine's getting better. Looking forward to be at Daytona and Darlington, Saladega, Homestead, and some smile cracks and effort in there. Until Monday morning, we'll be back. Thanks for coming on tonight, Kyle, for a great show. Yeah, the Cold Cracker 72 Sunday, September 4th, Big Diamond Speedway. Hope to be there for that. Looking forward to hearing from you, Kyle.